Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your line so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello, hello, everybody in our Beamer world. This is Belinda Casper, and I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida. And I get to announce the fact that we have Greg Peterson here with us, back from RAM and back from all of the excitement. I've missed you, Greg. I'm glad to have you back. How are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. It's wonderful to be back. I'm still getting caught up on my rest, as you and I had already previously discussed before the show started today. But it's great to be back. I'm getting my energy back here. Of course, I've been beaming the whole time. And we've got a lot of wonderful things that we're going to share today. We're going to be doing a little bit of change-up on our blog talk radios, but we're doing all of this to meet the need of the distributors uh, because we want to improve everybody. We want to educate We want to make sure that we follow our IPA, income-producing activity. We want to make sure that our time is efficient and effective for everybody. So this is going to be a great show, and I will let you to continue to lead it off here. Okay, awesome, Greg. Yes, uh, your your enthusiasm always comes through, and, you know, you're right. You know, blog talk for many of us who have been around for a while – was really all we had, and it was the tool that we had to learn about what was going on in Beamer. It was the tool that we had um, that we were able to get guests to understand what Beamer can do for them through Testimonial Tuesdays and so forth. And then we have evolved that. You and I started in January of 2021 with a quick start program. And believe it or not, we've gone a year and a half with quick start. And then we migrated that over to blueprint for foundational success. And, and it was just a matter of going through the tools that are, are now available to us in the back office. And the thing is, we have so many amazing tools, and everyone now knows that we are directing people to that blueprint for foundational success and those amazing videos. And so as you and I and Casey have talked, we made a decision to um, no longer have the Monday blog talks because they're recorded and people can go back and listen to them and watch the videos at their time. And there are so many tools that are available. And as you and I talk, you know, the blog talk uh, people, moderators, are all volunteers. You know, we all uh, offer up our time to have the communications and education and opportunities, and we saw a drop-off of attendance on our Monday calls. 
So we decided to now have blog talk for three days a week. So we'll still have our testimonial Tuesday, as everybody knows that. Uh, we're going to still have our equine um, set discussion on Thursday. But, Greg, you are leading an effort of changing what Wednesday is. So I'm going to turn this over to you and let you give a, an opportunity to explain what our new Wednesday blog talk plan is. Yeah, I'm really excited about this, Belinda, because during the history of Blog Talk, they designed Blog Talk to be for the distributor. And we see that especially on our Tuesday and our Thursday calls where we get to hear from the distributor themselves and hearing the testimonials and then on the equine and the ideas and different things there. Then we kind of started molding things to what we thought that the distributor wanted to hear. So then we started designing shows uh, uh, to uh, hopefully answer questions that the distributors might have. But then, once again, we're trying to anticipate what they wanted to talk about. And then we had our Whatever Wednesdays, which was awesome with Lisa Diamond and Ian Robb. And for over a couple years, they went in there and they were covering different subjects that they thought that what people wanted to hear, plus Ian was bringing in different ambassadors and doing interviews, and that was absolutely awesome. So now we want to take it another step forward. And my best friend, Roger Fouch, who's a group leader with me and out of Des Moines, Iowa, and then he's going to be actually going down to Mesa here. He's going to be snowbirding it and working the Mesa market. Um, he used to own a heating and air conditioning company for 36 years, and there would be these conventions for heating and air conditioning and plumbing uh, companies, and he started up what was called a roundtable meeting before the actual convention would start. And they started right away with a, a high attendance of like 40, 50 people, and it grew to like over 200 people. And what he would do is he would go in, and when they would be in a big, nice, big round table type of thing, he would, while people were starting to do their um, introductions, he would have them write down the number one question they have on their mind and turn it in. And so then he would go through, and he'd go, okay, there, and he'd mark down the different questions and go, oh, you know, 12 people are wanting to ask this. we got 10 people asking this. Oh, we've got... 40 people that have this question that they want to get answered. So he put them in priority, and then they discussed those actual burning questions that people had. So we're going to do something similar on Wednesdays, and we're going to call it Roundtable Wednesday. Now, naturally, I can't reach out because I don't know who's going to show up or who isn't on Wednesdays. But what we will do is I will open up the lines, and this is going to be dictated specifically by those that call in. And all you need to do is call in and bring up a subject uh, in regards to Beamer. And we will discuss it until everybody is satisfied with discussing that. And, and first off, we want people to come in and ask just a question in regards of, hey, I have got a question in regards to this. And then I have the ability here on my computer screens, because I've got different computer screens up at the same time, I will go in, I will look it up in our back office exactly where it's at, and I will describe it of, that's a great question. You're asking about um, Beamer Share. Okay, 
here's where we find that information, and I will direct step-by-step how to find it in the back office, where the information is at, and then let's openly discuss it. So it will be a huge learning opportunity for everybody, not only just discuss the topic, but where do I find it? And remember, all of these shows are recorded, so if there is something like, oh, wait a minute, I want to look that up and then re-listen to it, not a problem. You can go to your blog, uh, go to your podcast app on either your Android or your Apple phone, and all you have to do is type in the word Beamer. It's that simple. And all the recorded Beamer blog talk radios will come up, and then you can listen to the recording of that show. So this is going to create a great format for people to learn, get their questions answered. And I really feel as we start to kick this off, the engagement will grow rapidly. Now, as Belinda, like I was sharing with you earlier, if somebody, if people call in, and I can see how many people have called in, if nobody wants to bring up a subject, I'll call the uh, uh, show short, and I'll just mention about IPA, Income Producing Activities, And here's the thing. I can take 45 minutes out of my day, and I can do this program for everybody, which I'm more than happy to do. I really am. However, if nobody is going to engage, then I will cut the show show short. Say that three times really fast. And then I am going to engage in my own distributors and my own clients by making phone calls to my people and and, and do my own job. Uh, it's as simple as that. So we're going to want engagement. It, I feel is going to be extremely positive. We can all learn from all the different variety of subjects that we can cover. I know, Belinda, you mentioned that you were going to be wanting to call in and discuss some uh, different items, some different subject matter, because you are a, um, uh, an academy director and where you can bring up things maybe that have not been clarified in the academies, and then we can get the feedback from the people too. So what are your thoughts about that, Belinda? I love the idea, and I love the fact that you're going to have such a variety of subjects, and in Beamer, it's never going to be. It's an unlimited amount of conversations. But, yeah, the way you and I were talking, I'm finding a lot of people – coming into the academy and not knowing how to use the Beamer right. So, you know, maybe we can pick a time in August where I can come in on your um, roundtable and we can talk about usage and training and and training of using the Beamer because, you know, we have so many different subjects of different tools that are available. And um, I I just think that we, we can also benefit from a usage discussion. So I'd love to schedule that with you, Greg. And I am so thankful for you to pick up the baton for this Wednesday, this transition to a new Wednesday blog talk. And um, I've loved this year and a half of working with you through Quick Start and Blueprints for Foundational Success and all of the great discussions we've had. And the one thing that, you know, Casey and I were talking about the last couple of weeks when you were a little bit busy, we were talking about <laughs> the race across America. And I would love to let you, to hear from you, the organizer of this amazing event and all that it was um, in, in getting together and all of that was accomplished 
and I'd even love to hear some of the the little challenges that we understand you had along the way. So do you mind taking a minute and talking about Race Across America for a little bit? Oh, well, I suppose you could twist my arm on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not a hard subject for you to talk about, is it? (laughs) No, you know, honestly, I feel like I'm going through a 12-step program right now because I'm recovering from all the stress of putting this together. What a lot of people don't realize is uh, I pretty much dedicated a year from working Beamer, even though I was still uh, sharing Beamer here and there with individuals, which is the beauty of Beamer. Um, where you can just share it on the side, I literally was dedicating pretty much full-time organizing and putting everything together and uh, finding out who our writers were going to be, who our crew members were going to be. Excuse me. Uh, There was so so many different things, uh, getting the vehicles lined up, um, preparing each vehicle to what it was needed. So, for example, uh, van number one, which is personally owned by Ken Kramer, my partner in crime in all of this, he and I worked really well together because he has a lot of the materials that we used, which I could go into. But then also I brought the organizational skills of what it took to get a lot of the items that we needed uh, up front and taken care of. And we had, for example, for van number one, which was used by the riders to switch out the riders when they would do their 15-minute pulls, then three of them would be riding in van number one. And so there was a lot of interaction going in and out of there. So we wanted to make sure it had the right size alternator, uh, the right batteries on it. We made sure the safety of the riders was good. So we had special lighting design for the front of it. We had to have a special bike rack that was actually uh, personally welded and designed uh, with the addition of the actual bike racks themselves to the front because it can't extend more than 36 inches off the front of the vehicle, we had special running boards uh, designed so when the riders got in and out of the van, they wouldn't twist an ankle because they've got their biking shoes and it's very easy for them to possibly slip, uh, putting in special handholds so when they did get in, they weren't just grabbing onto something loose and trying to pull themselves up into the van. So there was a lot of different things there, along with all the different uh, charging stations, the electrical that was required inside of the van. Because once the guys were in there, they had their computers for their their bikes themselves that would monitor how fast they were going, their routes, different things there. But then also we had the lighting, the rear light and the front light for their bikes that always had to stay charged uh, because that was a requirement of the RAM. And then also they had portable radios, which a lot of people were not aware of. Now, all our vehicles had radios so that we could talk, and we were on a private channel, so no no other teams could hear us talking, although we got far enough ahead of them, we didn't really need to worry about that. But right at the beginning, we were in close proximity. But we also had portable radios on each rider that they would put down the pocket on their back and then they had a wire that went up to their ear, and so they could talk to the driver of the van 
while they were going down the road because they may be coming up and going, okay, you need to take a right up here at this stop sign, or we've got a detour, we need to take a left here, or be careful, um, we've got a hill coming up, or we're going to switch you out early because we have uh, some hills coming up and we've got a new rider we're going to put down that's going to have some fresh legs, and he's going to be able to hit the hills with his hill climbing bike. So there's a lot of different interaction going there on developing and putting things together just on van one. And we had to do that for four vans and then also the motorhome. Now, in the motorhome, people are going, oh, great, people would just hop in there and go to bed. That's not the case. We had three gals in the back of the motorhome that were doing eight-hour shifts in the back where they were organizing for the riders. So let's say you're a rider. You get done with your 12-hour riding shift that you were doing, and during that 12-hour shift, every, well, for 15 minutes, you would be riding as hard as you could, and then you had 45 minutes off. And then you would ride for 15 minutes, and you had 45 minutes off, and you did that for 12 hours. So when they would actually let me step forward even more, when they were getting ready to do that 12-hour shift, the girls in the back would prepare the coolers filled with the food and water and nutrients and all that the riders would need to go into van number one so that they would have everything they needed for that 12-hour shift. Plus, they were making sure that the uniforms, they were hand-washing the bike kits uh, for the whole race. We didn't have a washer and dryer. They literally would hand-wash them, wring them out, and then they would hang them up. We had a couple um, lines that we had set up in the back of the motorhome, and if needed, they would also use a hairdryer. And uh, they would use a hairdryer then to dry the uniforms. So there was that going on. And then we had a big marker board. And if you go to the Facebook page of Team Beamer 2022, and that's on your Facebook under your groups, and it's free to join, and you can look back on the videos, and I did a video of the marker board that has the names of the riders. We had them all on magnets. And then to the side, it would show what rider each rider wanted to eat and what their schedule was when they were to go to bed, when they were to wake up, the whole bit. So everything was organized. And our three gals in the back of the motorhome were doing eight-hour rotations where they would do basically it was almost, well, yeah, eight hours of working, preparing meals, doing things like that. And there was some overlap. And then they would uh, do an eight-hour shift riding in van number four, which was our media van. And the reason why we did that is because can you imagine being stuck in the back of a motorhome for five days straight? It would drive you nuts, literally. It would. So I wanted to make sure our gals in the back were able to get to see the race itself. So we designed the rotations so that they could be setting – and kicking back in the back of the media van and get to see more of America as we're driving across and get to see the racers up close while they were racing, doing things like that. And then they would come back to the motorhome and do their eight hour of sleeping because we had nine sleeper bunks that were completely isolated in the back of the motorhome. And they each had their own little air vent and a little charging station and light. So once you crawled into it and, and pulled the heavy duty drape, um, shut, you were pretty much insulated from sound, lighting, and things there. 
So and how did they use the beamer? Um, how did they use the beamer for recovery? Just so people can understand how beamer plays mm-hmm. such a part in their and and their outcome. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah. That? You bet. All the riders had beamers, and then we had some extra beamers that uh, from crew members that are actual distributors and, and using the beamer themselves. And this is where the riders really loved it because they were able to do their eight-minute session morning and evening. But then especially when they would get done with their 12 hours of riding, they would come in and they would start the special mode, and they would use the special mode for their recovery. And it was just over-the-top amazing. Every single rider swears by it. They, they all saw the difference, and they all recognized the difference. And even our crew members, we had some that were starting to use it and realizing how much better they felt, how much more energy they had for their following day on doing that. And then on top of that, there's a, one of the sessions or one of the episodes that I did on the Team Beamer 2022 on the Facebook. I did a video showing how we had the Beamer set up in band number one. We had a jump seat that was perpendicular right behind the driver's seat, and then we had some shelving there. Um, so that one seat was kind of isolated. So uh, we uh, developed, we used the wall mount for the Beamer, and we had it on a nice big orange piece of wood so it really stood out when cameras would sweep by. You'd be able to see it because I was always thinking ahead, too. If we're going to be having video footage done, we want to be able to see that Beamer if it's setting in there. And so I had a B-set on the, on the seat portion, and I had a B-pad running up the back of the backrest of that seat. And so the guys were able to really jack it up and do basically an intensity 10 on the B sit and the B pad uh, before they would go out on their next round of riding. And the riders absolutely loved it. They really felt a difference, and it really kept them at top performance. And they, so let's talk about, we all hear about the fact that they still broke a world record, but there were some hurdles you guys had to overcome, some some uh, things that occurred in that five-day span. Can you give us a high-level summary of some of the things they overcame and still had a world record uh, change or win? You bet. It, you bet. And Ram is uh, – uh, Ken Kramer, my partner in crime on this, uh, he's got a good saying, and he describes it, that RAM is problem-solving on the fly, and it really is. We thought of every contingency possible to counteract anything that might be thrown at us. Well, one thing that was thrown at us was, unfortunately, there was a forest fire that was north of Flagstaff, Arizona, and because of that, then the, the traffic on the, the roads for emergency vehicles, things there, they had to do what was called a reroute. And so the organization put together a reroute then that went around that affected area. Well, when they did that, the route that we went through took us across a Navajo Indian uh, reservation area, and there was – and don't quote me, I think there's about a hundred and a little over a hundred miles or so of this reroute area. Unfortunately, 
if you've been out in the desert area and you look down a road until you see it end in the horizon, this is what this road was like. And then at the end of the horizon, we would hang a left. And then you would go again till the end of the horizon. And you were kind of like on the top of a hill and slowly looking down into an open valley area that was all sand. And you would see the wind coming from the left blowing to the right. And you'd see the wind digging up the the sand and like a dust storm way ahead, that's what we were observing. And so we knew that we were going to have major headwinds and crosswinds. And sure enough, we had 30 to 40 mile an hour head and crosswinds with blowing sand for many, many, many miles. And where and our that guys was day were one, average, right? Uh, wasn't that was the first day, day too? Two. I think that was oh, day okay. two that we were into that. I start to get my days mixed up. I believe that was day two uh, that we were into. Okay. Yeah. And it was atrocious. We were going originally uh, up to that point, our average speed was over 27 miles an hour, which meant our guys on the flats were going anywhere from 34 to 36 miles an hour. This wind slowed us down to 10 miles an hour. It was that strong and heavy on our riders. And Chris DeMarkey, um, our, our main rider, he was our most experienced rider. He's done it five times free previously. Um, he got off the bike twice and, uh, I mean, during, after his rotation, but he said, I was ready to stop twice. I've never been so scared in all my life. And they said they could literally see him shaking. He was so scared when he got off the bike from his rotation because the winds were so heavy on him. He'd never experienced anything like that before. And so, but we had to punch through it there. I mean, we couldn't just stop and say, okay, we give up. So our guys still punched through all of that diversity and adversity, you should say. And we still came out and we broke the record by over 50 minutes. Um, there is, there is some um, – uh, we're looking into the numbers that we may have, and this is a, a big may, have broken our other record also uh, because we were looking at the numbers in 2018, and the average speed originally they had us down at 24.91 miles an hour is the new world record for the average speed. However – Actually, it should be, we feel, it should be 24.81 miles an hour, which means we still broke the record back then. Don't get me wrong. However, our average speed for this time was 24.87 miles an hour, which means technically we broke our own world record from 2018 on average speed on top of that. Now, if it wasn't for those wins that we dealt with, our average speed would have been probably around 27 miles an hour, and we would have knocked off another four to five mile, uh, another four to five hours off of our world record. That's how devastating wow. those winds were. Yeah. That's crazy. But the fact that, you know, we, we talked about the fact that, you know, between first place and second place is, you know, anywhere from 10 minutes to two hours and the fact, and between, I'm sorry, you know, from fifth to fourth and third and all the way up that, that when we went to first place, so even with all of that, 
they were still 25 hours ahead of the second place team. And that's obviously you're not in this race unless you're a, a you're an elite athlete. You know, Beamer Beamer's ability to get the blood flow and then the recovery is huge and that is the game changer that we've got to get out to tell people and I know you've had some documentaries you've had some media was with you the whole time so there's going to be more and more coming out and people can still get swag right they're able to still get the swag and still make donations because we still need to um, have donations and and purchase the products you want to talk a little bit about that Greg yeah, I would love to. Yeah, so the beautiful thing about RAM is we don't get any giant trophies or anything like that when you finish RAM. It's just an accomplishment. It's something to hang your hat on the door and say, wow, I accomplished this. But the beautiful thing about it is every single rider, whether it be a solo rider, a team of two, a team of four, or a team of eight, they all are representing unit this to raise money for charities. And they've raised millions of dollars for different charitable organizations through the process of the athleticism and the sportsmanship that is recognized during RAM. Because if we had somebody break down in front of us, we would, our people would help them out. That's how neat this, this organization is. So in doing so, our charity is the Haynes family of programs out of Laverne, California, where it helps special needs children. Because you got to remember, Beamer is not disease specific, so we needed to have a, uh, a charity where they really didn't mention any diseases or anything like that. And this organization, Krista Markey and a couple of our other writers had worked with them in the past uh, helping these uh, children that have been abused, and it's amazing uh, what these children have been through. To be able to help out their organization is amazing. So we put together a website to help raise money not only to cover our cost for the race, which unfortunately we're still way behind on that. And this was my dream to put this dream team together and to come in looking like professionals. And I took the weight upon my shoulders. I took out a business loan of well over $140,000 to make this happen. So I paid out of my pocket to make this happen. However, what I did do is out of my BNI group, Business Network International group, is my accountant, who's Kendra Salat, who uh, runs um, A for CPT. And she has it uh, truncated like that, so it shows up on business forms, but it's accounting for computers pro tax solutions. And I want people to remember that because When a person donates, that is what shows on the donation receipt. And unfortunately, we've had some people see that thinking, oh, wait a minute, I think I just got hacked, and they've canceled their donation, and they've canceled their credit card to get a new credit card thinking that this was the case. So I have been getting the word out now to let people know that's not the case, and we actually have an accountant that is making sure that every dime is accounted for and that every dime that you donate or if you're purchasing the swag, the profit of that goes towards paying off everything, covering the cost, and any extra is going to go to the charity. So we wanted to make sure. So in the process, I wanted to give back to you, the distributor. 
So it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I want to donate 50, 100, 500, and we even had people donate $1,000. However, I wanted to be able to give back to you guys. So in the process, when you go to Team Beamer Donations, plural, so that's TeamBeamerDonations.com, or you can go to TeamBeamer2022.com, that, and then click on Donate to the Team. That takes you to the original website I just told you about. Vernon Company, which is another one of our sponsors, put together this website. And we have different swag that you'll receive for the different donation amounts that you donate as a thank you gift from us. Now, on top of that, if you just want to purchase some swag for the t- from the team, we have a couple different areas for that, and we're going to be adding more things to it as well. And this is high-quality stuff, and everybody that's received their stuff loves it. And so know that all the profits of that go as a donation. So this purchase, you can write off on your taxes, check with your accountant. I'm not a financial advisor here. Let me make that disclaimer right now. However, check with your accountant. There's two ways that you possibly can write this off. Number one, it's marketing material because you are an independent Beamer distributor. You get paid on a 1099, so you are making an income. Then this could be considered under marketing, or it can be a donation because it is going to a 501c3 charitable organization as a charity. So there's two different ways that you can write this off. Know that we're going to keep the shop open for a little while longer here because if people now are realizing, wow, this was amazing, and I want to get some of that stuff, this is the last time. We're not doing this again. So if you're wanting to get stuff, and we've got people now buying stuff and stocking up on it because they want to be able to give it to their new distributors as gifts and different things there, check our swag shop, the merchandise shop, and we're going to be coming out with some really nice polo shirts, some nice fleece like jackets that say Team Beamer, Um, down the left breast area and on the back with the logo. I mean, this is high-quality, nice stuff, and we've got it priced where it's so affordable, and yet any profit goes to help paying us off too. So, And then the rest of this month, at the very top of the website for TeamBeamerDonations.com, we have cycling gear up there. That is a separate company that put together our bike kits for the riders. They have their own little website. So when you click on that, you can go in and you can order bike kits if you want. If you're not bike rider, just scroll down a little bit. And we've got what's called gravel tees. They're like the really nice slick nylon shirts that our crew and our riders wore for more dressy stuff. And they are really nice. And so they're taking orders for the rest of the month. And then once that shop closes, it's done. You will not be able to get those. So you want to order now, and then at the end of the month when they close down the shop, that's when they go into production, and then that's when everything will be made and then sent out to the individuals. So I hope that helps answer your questions there, Belinda. It absolutely does. I am so thankful for the detail, the information, but particularly so very thankful for you to have the vision to create this 
the the uh, energy to create it, the wherewithal to take out a loan to be able to create this opportunity for all of us. We are all benefiting from all of your hard work. And so I want everyone to tell everyone they know to get to that website, Team Beamer 2022, it, Team Beamer Donations 2022, correct, no, Team No, TeamBeamerDonations.com is the, is the primary one, okay? Okay. TeamBeamerDonations.com. The one that the company put together, if you're wanting to send somebody like a client to learn about Beamer, we all know about life.beamergroup.com. Beamer itself changed the website up a little bit for this event, and they call it teambeamer2022.com. And you can go on there, and the very first page is all about the RAM team, and then there is a link there to click on that take you to our donation page. But whatever else, at the top, it has your links like life.beamergroup.com where it has the link for our ambassadors, the science, all of that stuff is all there too. So we tried to accomplish two things at one time, and sometimes it can get a little confusing. So if you're thinking about just donating, the easiest is just go to teambeamerdonations.com. Perfect, perfect. And I would encourage all of us to talk to those on our teams um, above and below us. You know, let's when we're on regional calls, let's make that reminder for people. Let's get the word out so that we can um, cover the expenses of this amazing event and have the donations to help the, the children that uh, Greg was talking about. So uh, I want to make sure everybody is uh, focused on that, and they can go to Facebook and get updates. But get that swag. It is awesome. I got, I did the donation, and I have that amazing thin jacket. I live in Florida. I love how nice that jacket is. Actually, we have a few of them, so or two of them. Um, you know, the, the shirts, the everything. It's just absolutely amazing. So it is really good quality, and you will be so happy to have it because, like you said, this is not, it's not coming around again. This is it. This is the opportunity to, to say you were a part of this. And so I am just so thankful for you, Greg, to do all that you've done. And I know with the documentaries coming on and all of the, the videos that will be coming, and, you know, we just have such a great opportunity to share the wonderful blessing of Beamer, and you've made that happen for us. So thank you, Greg. Uh, you're very much welcome. And I, I honestly, folks, I'm doing this to pay things forward because it was in June of 2016 that I learned about Beamer by being a crew member for the four-man team that did the Race Across America. And it, it, a little seed was planted with me. And even though I wasn't in the mind frame of purchasing anything or anything like that, I saw what the Beamer did and what it did for our athletes and then talking with them afterwards. And then that's what started me on the path of looking up information about what was Beamer and different things there. So I, I truly remember my journey, why I wanted to get a Beamer, because I wanted to be selfish and I just wanted to get faster on my bicycle. And little, you know, little did I know 
that it would open up so many more doors for me as far as my health goes, how I feel, my productivity, and actually changed my life to where I've dedicated my life now to Beamer. And that's after being a paramedic for over 30 years and a firefighter, air rescue, SWAT paramedic, you name it, I did it. And I'm having more fun now sharing Beamer and changing people's lives one person at a time with this. And it really is the most rewarding thing when you can share Beamer with somebody and you see the excitement in their eyes because you're giving them hope. You're giving them hope that the quality of their life can improve. And when you improve one life, you improve the lives of everybody around that individual too. So I'm just paying things forward And what better way than to have fun with something like this, go out, set a couple world records, and just see the excitement in people's eyes. When you were there at the finish line and you saw the excitement of all the distributors that were there to meet us, all the people that helped us along the way on the race with Ian Robb and Lisa Diamond and Claudia Field was helping out with uh, setting up um, all the flight tickets and things for people to come into the California area to get them started. We had Beverly Brown on the East Coast because she's a travel agent, and she was helping out with setting up all the return flight tickets for everybody. We had Sue Ballman, who passed away, unfortunately, a couple months ago, and her, her vision was to help out the team. And because of her excitement, her whole team stepped up to the plate and helped out, and they made this the most memorable event ever. And it was all because of the energy that this young lady had before her passing, and she passed that on to her team. And it was the most remarkable thing ever, Belinda. I I mean, I get teary-eyed and choked up thinking about it, of all the people, including yourself, that came together to make this happen, the food drops along the way so we didn't have to take time to stop and get food. We had it organized through Ian Robb and Lisa Diamond for distributors to drop off food that was being requested along the way that they had organized. And it it was just unbelievable, unbelievable. The Beamer family came through, and they're continuing to come through. So please continue to donate, help out because I want to be able to provide a nice big check to the charity. And those kids were so excited to have pro bicycle riders representing them. It, they had their TVs on and they were glued to their TVs for five days straight. I don't know if any of them got any sleep or not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are the epitome of what the Beamer family is. It is all about the heart. And that is a perfect example of your Generous, generous, generous donation and time and money and everything that you've done and, um, you know, all of the people coming together. It is absolutely um, a part of why uh, we love being a part of this Beamer family. And, you know, we are all independent Beamer distributors. We make our business what we make it. But you bring the heart to it, and so many people bring the heart to it, and that's what is the Beamer difference. So I know we're going to wrap up time. Um, I wanted to just uh, connect to, to say thank you, thank you, thank you, Greg. I have thoroughly loved working with you in this Blog Talk Monday. I want to encourage people to go to the Blueprint for Foundational Success and watch the videos 
and even go to blogtalkradio.com forward, I mean, um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash IBDS, and you can watch all of the recordings that we've had on the Blueprint. So please continue to participate in Blog Talk Monday, I mean, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays going forward. This is the last Monday Blog Talk. And Greg, I'll let you have the final word. You you carried the show today. I'll let you finish it off. Finish us off. Oh my goodness! I just want to everybody for what they are doing. Just by you calling in and taking the time to do this is huge. And we're going to continue to provide more material and guidance and the whole bit. But definitely take the initiative yourself. And, that, and that's where your true growth will come. And then we want to hear from you on Wednesdays and Tuesdays to continue to share so we all can learn together. So without you, Beamer would not be here. So I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here. And Belinda, it's always a joy working with you, and I look forward to you sharing also on Wednesdays and helping give me a little break. <laughs> Okay, sounds wonderful. Well, you have a wonderful day, and thank you, everybody. And we'll go ahead and close out today's show, and I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then... Here's to your health. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.